0: Wine Coven, we have another special announcement. You swooped in and bought all of the tickets to the Gramercy Theater Show. That show is sold out. Sold out. Bye-bye. So, we have a second live show in New York City in case you miss your chance at tickets.
1: That's right. We've added a second show. It's going to be at the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York on Sunday, July 9th. That happens to be my mom's birthday. Ooh. Oh, she will not be in
2: attendance, but oh, at least I have an She's got better things to do. She's got better <laughs>
1: things to, you, to do, but you don't. So you should be at the Bell House on Sunday, July 9th with us. The show starts at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Get your tickets now at wineandcrimepodcast.com. Once again, tickets are going really quick, so get yours today. Don't hesitate. It will definitely sell out.
2: We love the Bell House. We're so excited. We will see you on July 9th in Brooklyn. See you then.
1: You are listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accent. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: I'm excited mm. for our recommended peering today. Oh my oh. gosh. I have a new and exciting wine vocab to teach. Oh, okay. okay. Well, first let's do the topic and yeah. then Well who are we?
1: Oh, first that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Kenyon.
2: I'm Lucy.
0: I'm Amanda, and a uh, quick anecdote right out of the gate. Last night, I had we had some friends over to watch the new the premiere of season three of I Think You Should Leave, and if y'all don't watch it, it you're crazy. Anyway, no idea what that is. It's a comedy show with Tim Robinson on Netflix, and it's fucking absurd, and I'm obsessed with it. Um, one of the guests that came over is someone that we had not met before, and we were just like chatting about what we do for a living, and I was talking about how I would co-host a podcast. And he's like, "Oh my gosh, that's so weird. Have you ever like listened to this podcast called Wine and Crime?" And I was like, "Are yes. you fucking
1: with me?" In fact,
0: I had I couldn't No, he wasn't fucking with me. It was like actually real, and I was like, "That has never happened before."
1: That's amazing. No one has
0: ever recommended our own podcast to me before. It yeah. was incredible.
1: That's that's a good feeling. So yeah. shout out to Mikey. Nice. Ooh. I was walking in a parking lot the other day and there were these two cutie ladies walking in front of me and they like looked back at me and then they like whispered to each other and then the other one looked back at me and then I overheard her say, no, I don't think it's her.
0: Ah. And I was like, (laughs) it's not Gwyneth. I don't think it's (laughs) Gwyneth. It's me.
1: (laughs) I didn't know. I'm too scarred from the coffee shop, so I said, (laughs) "I'm scarred from the coffee shop." (laughs) I so (laughs) either they thought I was someone else and realized I wasn't, or they thought I was me and then Mm -hmm. thought that I wasn't. (laughs) But either way, I don't know. But they had
0: you um, were recognized, baby. Maybe you were recognized.
1: Maybe or they were like, "It's that girl. She farted in the Madewell." (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's definitely her so I, don't I still her. smell it's it it's definitely her that is her flavor <laughs> <laughs> so I don't oh, know oh god it's, yeah, it's all her. over her
1: face and it's her and one of the one who said no I don't think it's her had a vanity license plate that makes me believe that she is a type 1 diabetic <gasps>
0: love that what did it say it said type 1 oh
1: uh- that's a, that's a
2: that's a sign. It's a type 1 diabetic. Oh my god, I just got an alert I read from
0: shopbushbeans.com that my order has been confirmed. I'm still looking at the website. Okay, <laughs> explain. <laughs> like, I don't it know was a, how we got there. I, it was see.
2: a targeted ad on my Instagram the oh. Bush's baked beans swag. Birch. It was yeah. actually specifically the bucket hat. That's just a photo print of baked beans Turns all out over their a bucket merch at. Is incredible. Their merch slaps.
1: merch slaps. It and really somehow, Right slaps. before we hit record, we were checking it out, and I might have gotten all of Amanda's wedding gifts from the <laughs> from Bush's <laughs> Baked Beans website. Bush's. Baked beans.
2: In this Outside. house, we eat beans. Doormat. It's really good. I might get that doormat too.
0: <laughs> In this house, we eat beans. Uh, actually, it circles back
1: to the Madewell and to the. It's topic. all connected,
0: you guys. We planned this. <laughs> we planned
1: <it>. The topic <laughs> this week brought to you by us because we're mm-hmm. having a gals pick summer.
0: We are. It is a hot gals summer. <laughs>
1: Is it's always the quiet ones.
0: Oh. Not farts. But it usually is. But those are also deadly.
1: Yeah. More just like, you know, the person you'd least expect. The person Mm -hmm. that you think is just like sweet and quiet. Helpful neighbor. Yeah.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Mm -hmm. the truth comes crashing in. All right, Amanda, what is our wine crime pairing for It's Always the Quiet Ones?
0: Well, our pairing this week is the 2022 Just Because Tempranillo and Pinot Grigio blend from Quiet Mind Wines in Australia, mate.
1: Quiet Mind,
0: it actually fits. It really does. And this is a really fucking cool blend that I have never heard of before. I don't think I've ever drank a blended red-white. No. Before. Mm. Because that's not what rosé is, people. No. So while I don't have the bottle in front of me, I can indeed order it online, which means most people in the U.S. can also order it online from the winery. So I do encourage that you all go check out quietmindwine.com.au and you can peruse some of their inventory. They do small batch so they don't have like a ton of different wines available but it really seems like the ones they do are extremely special and unique, each one. But this one like really jumped out at me when I saw Tempranillo Pinot Grigio. I was like, the fuck? I'm so curious about this. Yeah. So this is what they say about this particular odd bowel blend quote just because as in why not whilst this style will evolve over the years it was born from watching the fruit coming into the winery in a couple of very tight years and deciding that a blend could be created just because that was the fruit we had access to so they were just getting creative at a time when their yield wasn't super great they were fucking around 2022 we played with tempranillo and skin contact pinot grigio so pinot grigio that has fermented with more skin contact than the typical Pinot Grigio. As this fruit came in from two different growers this year, we didn't have the ability to do a co-ferment, but did maintain the carbonic style in the Tempranillo, with both varieties undergoing wild fermentation in the tank with 50% carbonic.
1: What is happening? We'll get (laughs) get to the carbonic.
0: Yeah, it's wild. So they spent six months in old barrels, and I also had no clue what a carbonic system was, so allow me to tell you what Wikipedia said. Carbonic maceration is a winemaking technique often associated with the French wine region of Beaujolais, Beaujolais. <laughs> in which whole grapes are fermented in a carbon dioxide rich environment before crushing the juice out. During carbonic maceration, an anaerobic environment is created by pumping carbon dioxide into a sealed container filled with whole grape clusters. <gasps> oh. The carbon dioxide gas permeates through the grape skins. This is so fucking cool. And begins to stimulate fermentation at an intracellular level on oh. the grape while it's still in its skin. It oh. like, doesn't sound safe. I mean, yeah, it does. It's a natural process. It's a natural process of fermentation. Like, you think about fruit that starts to rot on the vine. Like, some of that process is just natural fermentation. It's like how we ended up with alcohol in the first place. And drunk squirrels that one time. Exactly. Mm. The entire process takes place inside of each intact berry. Ethanol is produced as a byproduct of this process, but studies have shown that other unique chemical reactions take place that have a distinctive effect on the wine. How cool is that? That's crazy. I love that. I'm obsessed. So this is a fun blend of Tempranillo and Pinot Grigio, which complement each other better than you would ever know. Lots of bright blue and red fruit, a pinch of five spice, like baking spices and vanilla. That's definitely coming from the Tempranillo. And it has all the hallmarks of a youthful red wine that is super fun to drink with or without food. So it's a 75% Tempranillo, 25% Pinot Grigio blend. Its ABV is 12.7%. So it's like... It's robust, but it's not going to knock you on your ass. And it's a cracker, so you don't even need like special tools to open it. I'm it's eating like crackers. Perfect wine. Wow. Yum. Yum. Crackers so all I'll around. be sipping spindrift grapefruit bubble water because we started at like 11 ish today and I'm not ready to get hammered.
2: Yeah. We got stuff to do. I have gardening yeah. to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I got to go figure out if I have voles or snakes in my front yard after this. <laughs>
0: Why not both? i Being hope 35 for both. slaps you in the ass.
2: Is yeah. it really an issue if you have voles or snakes in your yard? They're outside.
1: Yeah, it's destroying the grass. There's like a very obvious patch of dead grass in our front yard and then little tunnels. Those aren't snakes then. Mm, snakes make couple tunnels. Yeah, I've been googling. It could be either. Okay. Oh. <gasps> Crack. Nice crack. Moving (laughs) on. Give me some crack. (laughs) Uh,
2: (laughs) Mama could use some crack right now.
1: Mama's Uh, about uh, to crack. Oh, my God. (laughs) Lucy, what's our background and maybe
2: psych for It's Always the Quiet Ones? Well, I got a little bit of both for us today. So there is plenty of psychology to talk about when it comes to quiet ones. Unfortunately, for the length of my notes, it's very apparent and repetitive Mm. so (laughs) if we equate being quiet with having an introverted personality style which I think is a fair assessment then we do have a lot of psychological analyses so the term introvert was first popularized by Carl Jung and implies an inward orientation to one's own mental life rather than outward towards social life you just like to be by yourself you are good enough. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Is this new information to Amanda? <laughs> Amanda's already given a making,
0: look. like, brunch plans. <laughs> yeah, you are not I'm making here. plans to get new friends, because I knew that I would be targeted during this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I prepared myself. You'll be othered. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It is my turn. I've been othering you for a minute. Yes, yes. And I usually other Kenyon, but she's very fragile today. Yes. So I accept being othered. <laughs> I think of the three of us, I burn
2: out pretty fucking fast.
1: You are, you, you, uh, you have a switch that goes off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for mm-hmm. me, I think that switch is maybe harder to reach, but mm. I reached it at Crime Con. Yes. <laughs> yes, first you year. did. <laughs> and then I, yes, just, yes. then I just disassociate, whereas Lucy will attack.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm done I'm <laughs> fucking mm-hmm. done yeah. mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's fine yeah. we know that as long as we, we know, know each knows. other each
0: other's triggers we accept this yeah. about you we've been friends my for almost
2: 30 years we know
0: <laughs> yeah my switch is also I, I try to push through my switch and then all hell breaks loose
1: you don't really have a switch you have like a minefield
0: yeah yeah Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so Carl Jung, introverts gain energy from solitude and reflection and lose energy in social gatherings. So like tag yourself we just did. <laughs> I would say for me personally it's less reflection, more reality TV. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't like reflecting. I just like being fucking by myself.
0: Reality mm-hmm. TV does uh, silence my otherwise very buzzy brain in a way mm-hmm. that, like, almost nothing else does, except maybe marijuana. Mm-hmm. Or The Office. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even The Office now, I've seen it so many times that I can, like, way too easily fixate on other stuff mm-hmm. at the same time or, like, let my mind wander and it, like, doesn't affect me tracking the show because I've just mm-hmm. seen it too much now. hmm
1: mm-hmm. I have gotten really into the matchmaking
2: shows on Netflix. Mm.
0: So you started
2: the queer one? No.
0: Oh, oh the ultimatum. Yeah, there's like uh, a yeah. queer
2: Love Is Blind sort oh, of. Oh
0: no, I'm talking
1: about it's literally Indian matchmaking is the first oh. one, and then Jewish
0: matchmaking okay. is the yep. second one. Okay, so actual matchmaking, not like Love Is Blind. No, or I don't the like the circle love
1: reality shows, but I like like documentary style. Mm matchmaking okay. shows is my new thing
2: okay you kind of
1: are a matchmaker you like I the, the puppeteering <laughs> uh, all of my matches love have ended disastrously and that is for yeah. another episode but i i do try it <laughs> could be I an made unimpressed one episode.
0: temporarily yeah. successful match right it, it lasted like four years and then it also ended so yeah, yeah. i don't dabble anymore
2: my matchmaking is pretty much just making my sister hook up with people I think are cute. And then oh, that yeah. yeah. is just yeah. that. We do. We helped. I've done that a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Oops.
1: Well, that didn't end disastrously. No. One of
0: them didn't. Well, there's a hand. We don't know about all the others that she's <laughs> puppet mastered over the years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're so sweet. Aerie, oh my god.
2: <laughs> I need to live vicariously. I've been married since I was 20. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let you me have this. honey. Good thing your husband's great because like that's a long time to be married without a really good 20s slut phase. True. You did well in college though.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I did well. I mm-hmm. banked. I banked. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you you banked and you spanked. Crammed a lot into a few shorts. Really, years. you really crammed. <laughs> Proud of you. No regrets. Okay. (laughs)
2: Introversion (laughs) is just one end of a continuum on the opposite end of extroversion. Most people are a mix of both called ambiverts, like Mm -hmm. the vast majority. I mean, Mm -hmm. also introversion, extroversion, it's all, there's no like specific number. It's not like measurable. No, Mm -hmm. it's a spectrum and it's all kind of relative. It's totally relative. So this is from Psychology Today. Introverts do not fear or dislike others, and they are neither shy nor plagued by loneliness. Mm-hmm. A crowded cocktail party may be torture for introverts, but they enjoy one-on-one engagement in calm environments, which is more suited to the makeup of their nervous system. Mm-hmm. It's a literal how your body and your brain is built. Mm-hmm. Okay. Evidence suggests that unlike with intro- extroverts... The brains of introverts do not react strongly to viewing novel human faces. In such situations, they produce less dopamine, which is the neurotransmitter associated with reward. So they literally just don't particularly enjoy meeting new people. Yep. Could care less. (laughs) Have enough friends. (laughs) Yeah. Nice to meet you. Already forgot your name. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Nice to meet you. Bye. Yep. (laughs) Even as children, introverts prefer to observe first and act second. So it's not just adult behavior. It's literally something that's built into your brain. Mm-hmm. Introverts are more responsive to internally generated brain activity from planning ahead to remembering the past. Mm-hmm. So They tend to have better memories. They tend to be more creative. There was one interesting part that I read that was like when confronted with like a like social conflict, they don't. necessarily like perform well because they're not Mm. used to performative behavior in front of other people. They need to like take in information and sit on it and process it and then react. Mm -hmm. Sit on
0: it Howard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Which I think makes sense. They are content with their own thoughts and don't need a steady stream of novelty and emotional arousal to experience pleasure. Mm. Quite the opposite I would say. But I also feel like I feel like I can be really extroverted and social when the when it calls for it. Sure, yeah,
1: in in little bursts and small doses, but also like the one on one aspect. Like I would much prefer being at a cocktail party, but like mm. having my little corner with people that I already kind of know well. Your corner
0: of intimacy, my
1: my intimacy corner where we uh, talk yep. shit about everyone. Love the your intimacy the corner at our ten year class reunion. Yeah, <laughs> with Kyle podcast. bringing us
0: shrimp. Yeah, right? this is your intimacy <laughs> corner.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the going <laughs> like straight to like brass tacks. Like, mm-hmm. like,
2: okay, tell me about your relationship with your mother. I don't
0: want to yeah. yeah. get to know you. I want the limited deep capacity
2: deep. for small talk. Yeah. Shallow bullshit. Don't
1: mm-hmm. like give a shit about the weather or how what? it's been. I won't remember any of it, but like, no. talk to me about your trauma. What right. is Trauma. the worst thing you've ever
0: done? Yeah, exactly, exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. Who is your favorite? What is your favorite communicable disease? Oh yeah. my
0: god,
2: that's a good icebreaker. What are the symptoms of syphilis? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hope um, that, that episode has aired
0: by the time this airs, or that'll be really it confusing. Has. I think it will have, I think but it will if it have. hasn't, it, this will all make sense if in GAC. People. oh my god we're trying to get ahead and it makes things a little confusing for our throwbacks might be a throw forward <laughs> we don't know keep you on your toes bitches yeah i'd prefer to t- just no f- no front i will
2: gladly I'm let you book. know that i'm the fucking weirdo yeah mm-hmm. and i'll ask you g- <laughs> really bizarre straightforward questions upon our
0: first meeting
1: yep and
0: if you can't hang you can't bang. Yeah. Honestly, so much of my <laughs> extroversion is anxiety. Mm-hmm. I have social anxiety for sure. So, like, if I'm in a room that I can command and control, I feel much more comfortable. So that's why I, like, perform. Command and control. Yep. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm fucked up, too, y'all. We are all ambiverts. Mm-hmm.
2: So it might seem like there are more extroverts than introverts in society, which makes sense because introverts are at home watching reality TV introverted. Recharging. Mm -hmm. But also consider how American culture values assertiveness and encourages people speaking up.
1: Use your voice. Get out Mm -hmm.
2: there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it makes sense that ambiverts that skew towards introversion feel social pressure to behave more extrovertedly in certain situations, which more or less to just get the job done. Yeah. Like, or to socialize in a in the expected manner. Mm-hmm.
1: Aren't- Hi, do you like podcasts? Do you like true crime?
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you drink wine? No? That's okay. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, Aren't there like coffee shop there's like some it's like some like Northern European thing where you like go, but it's like specifically to go read a book by yourself. Mm. There's no socializing expected at all.
1: Scandinavia is very good for introverts. There's mm-hmm. a lot built into the culture to help introverts just live their lives peaceably. Huga.
2: Huga. Mm-hmm. So, introversion, as I said, is not the same as shyness. Shy people typically want to engage with others, but are fearful of doing so. On the other hand, introverts generally socialize easily. They just don't fucking want to. <laughs> <laughs> Introversion is also not the same as being antisocial, mm-hmm. which is a personality characteristic commonly associated with serial killers. Mm. So I think we're all guilty of being like on a Friday night, like ah, I'm just feeling kind of antisocial. Right. Then That's, that's not, not the really same. what you
0: mean. Mm-hmm. No.
2: You mean non-social.
0: I'm feeling overstimulated and I just want a night to myself is really what that is.
2: Right. Yes. but That is not what antisocial means. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So the term antisocial is commonly used to describe someone who lacks compassion towards others and has no sense of right and wrong. Mm. At an extreme, it can be classified as a personality disorder.
1: Well, when it comes
2: to my case, we can
1: kind of debate if we think my person is antisocial or not.
0: Ooh, I okay. love that. I love to speculate and diagnose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Antisocial people are often impulsive, which can lead to aggression and violence when they get upset, while introverts tend to withdraw from social situations and internalize their feelings. Mm. Friendships-wise, introverts are all about quality over quantity – I have enough friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas antisocial people might be the opposite because they often can't function within a close relationship because they tend mm-hmm. to put themselves first. Oh, so they're
1: always having to move on to the next relationship yep. because they're they're not nurturing
0: Correct. their regular relationship. My ex, mm-hmm. the lone wolf who finally found his wolf pack. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Their anniversary is coming up. Should I send them a love oh. stamp? <laughs> I can't. Hey, who gives a shit? They left it out on the internet. <laughs> they did. For any idiot to find. Oh, my God. Well, Along it took these idiots quite, quite a while.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> it actually really hard
0: to find, but I did it. <laughs> you did do it. Nailed it.
2: Okay, so we often hear... News stories about, like, mass shooters or murderers that describe the killer as being a loner. Maybe Mm -hmm. someone who doesn't have many friends or lived a secluded lifestyle, like a quiet guy who spent most of his time in his room. Literally Mm -hmm. my case. Mm -hmm. Which might suggest that that person is an introvert. Mm -hmm. So I found a really good article from Psychology Today, again. My um, almost side boyfriend. Mm -hmm. You have
0: a lot of side pieces and they are all luscious. Like mm-hmm. me
2: between the ages of 18 and 20 and a half. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. You had a lot of ground to cover, honey, and you did it. Fucking did it. Proud of okay. you. Okay. Thank you. Uh, was I a
2: slut? Uh, eh, whatever. It was college. No. You were no. free. You were sex positive, free-thinking,
0: yeah. consensual adult.
2: Had to cram a lot in.
0: <laughs> Which sure. That could also be a slut. I love a good slut. Love I was a, a fucking slut. slut. Hell yeah.
2: Okay. <gasps> oh my god. Your back scratcher, at first glance <gasps> looked like a drain snake. Oh, mm. my God. Which would be a great back
0: scratcher. Also a throwback to gas.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the
0: toilet brush. Accidental toilet brush. You're like a I possum. will never recover. Who
2: knew the joy of a, <laughs> of a barbecue grill brush on its back? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay, anyway. We're all over
1: the place. No one is going to understand what the fuck we're talking about.
2: Okay. I love us. Okay, a quiet guy who spent most of his time in his room. So I found this article basically about our exact subject, and this article was using a guy named Joseph McAndrew as an example. Does that name sound familiar?
0: Mm-mm. No. Is it the movie theater
2: shooter? No. Oh, okay. This was in 2011. Joseph stabbed his parents and his twin brother to death
0: oh, with I an 18-inch
2: dagger slash sword.
0: Yeah, mm. I chose not to do this case because it kind of grossed me out at first glance so i'm glad you're covering it
2: yeah so he was described by the district attorney as quote a loner and an introvert but i don't think that was accurate because he had very evident mental illness that contributed mm-hmm. to this and it, this is not to say that you can't be both an introvert and antisocial mm-hmm. but they are they're two, not two the different thing. things yeah. they're not right. the same thing Okay, so here's the article. I'm sure this formulation is as familiar to you as the story itself. The media often brings us tales of shy, quiet, introverted killers. Mm -hmm. I'm not disputing that Joseph McAndrew was a quiet guy who kept to himself. The article reports that he spent most of his time alone in his room. Mm -hmm. But McAndrew was not just introverted. He was deranged. He'd been struggling with mental illness, possibly schizophrenia for many years. And herein lies the problem. People who suffer from psychoses often withdraw from the world. Technically, they are introverted in the sense of having turned inward, Mm. but they are not introverts in the sense that most people use that word to connote a person who has a rich inner life and prefers low stimulation environments. So the company of a close friend to a big group or a quiet game of tennis compared to bungee jumping.
0: Yeah, it really, it's very what it different. comes down to is us using this, like, society using this terminology incorrectly.
2: incorrectly. Yeah. Correct. And yep.
0: applying it where it really actually doesn't apply. It's, like, become this blanket term. Well, I when feel like
1: loner has different skews,
0: connotations.
1: skews more towards the antisocial piece. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily call an introvert a loner. No. You know? I wouldn't
2: call you or I
0: loners. Or right. Bill. Right. He's much more introverted, and he has a very rich social life. He's right. definitely not a loner. Right.
2: And like I said, being introverted doesn't mean you are lonely.
0: Exactly. Right. You just, yeah, mm-hmm. recharges mm-hmm. solo. Mm-hmm.
2: In fact, studies show that introverted young people are less prone to violence and delinquency than extroverts are. They Mm. also smoke less and use fewer drugs. Mm. So here's another way to look at the problem. People who suffer from mania tend to be sociable, talkative, and energetic. Hi. And so do narcissists.
0: (laughs) Hi. Tag yourself. Hi. Hi, honey. (laughs) Hi, mama.
2: Uh, why not
0: both? <laughs> You're doing great, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Hi. laughs>
2: it is also true that a narcissist is more likely to be an, entr- an extrovert than an introvert, but that does not mean that extroversion equals mania or narcissism. It's
1: just like how shy is not the same thing as introvert. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Narcissist is not the same thing as extrovert. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just think we need to be aware of how we use these terms especially when you're trying to apply them to like a psychological analysis of a person. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All this is to say it's not always the quiet ones. <laughs> no, no. <laughs>
0: mhm.
2: Mhm.
0: It's definitely become a trope. It's more definitely than a, trope. a reality. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think it's I think it's, it is important to kind of draw all these different distinctions and not say one thing mm-hmm. when we actually mean another.
0: Mhm. Mhm.
2: Good. So that is my segment. Kind cool. of a little shorty well for today. Thanks. But yeah, I'm I excited to um, speculate about Kenyon's person. Yeah. Me
0: too. We, we'll right. have some speculation for you in my case as well. Excellent. So you get a nice healthy dose of wild speculation today. Perfect. Love it. Quick
1: word from our sponsors. Yeah. Let's
0: Sometimes people wait until something really bad happens to talk to a therapist, but this is not the way, y'all.
1: No, you, you don't, don't wait till don't your wait. house is on fire to, to blow buy out the a hose. candle. Yeah. Buy a hose. Yeah. I don't know. Why I don't metaphors. Good job,
0: Kenyon. <laughs> you can get a therapist for space. <laughs> Therapy can help you so much to shift your perspective, find tools to cope in difficult times. And I'm telling you, difficult times are always coming. So get the tools now, okay? (laughs) And therapy could just be a guiding light, and getting started is the most important part. So Talkspace makes it super easy and affordable.
2: Yeah, it is so incredibly convenient. They offer virtual sessions with your licensed therapist from the comfort of your home. What could be better? Mm -hmm. Like, lives on your phone. Your little therapist lives on your phone.
0: Mm -hmm. So there's
2: no need to commute to appointments you don't have to miss time at work or line up child care in order to attend sessions. You don't have to pass the McDonald's. You don't have to put on pants. Mm. Find parking. Yeah. Get out of bed. It's mm. mental health care made easy. And Talkspace also lets you send messages to your therapist whenever you want. So mm. you don't have to wait for your next session like we were saying. Don't wait. Why wait? Don't wait. Mm-mm. And then the thing that I love most about those messages is that you can scroll back and like reread their advice. And it's just Mm -hmm. kind of comforting. It's your little permanent therapist in your pocket. Talkspace mm-hmm. is secure and private using the latest end-to-end bank-grade encryption technology. They comply with the latest HIPAA regulations so you can rest easy. You're, you're talking to your therapist. It's, it's, it's all great. You're exactly. comfortable in your
1: own space and you're comfortable in, with the encryption. So as a listener of this podcast, you will get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com gals, G-A-L-S, to match with a licensed therapist today go to talkspace.com/gals and get $80 off your first month and show your support for the show that's talkspace.com/gals and treat your brain
0: treat it
2: it's summer It's hot. If you're like me, your bedroom's upstairs. Your central Mm -hmm. air doesn't work that great.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And sometimes it's worse when you open the windows. Yep. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's even worse if your partner is a hot sleeper. What is that about? I don't know. It's (laughs) a nightmare. Unreasonable. But the thing that helps me is and sheets because they help me stay cool. They're so soft. They're so comfortable. They're very light I love Mm -hmm. the really light ones. Yeah. They have everything you could
1: need. They have tons of options. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is why Brooklinen is the internet's favorite sheets. And also my favorite sheets. All of our favorite sheets. And while there's no such thing as the perfect sleep, there is the ideal fabric for every kind of sleeper. Like for a hot sleeper, say. So you can cool off with their crisp, classic percal weave. Or try their best-selling buttery smooth luxe sateen sheets. I actually have, like, several different sets of Brooklinen sheets because I'm bougie like Mm -hmm. that. So I have winter and summer and (laughs) guest. (laughs) Guest. And Brooklinen is just the perfect way to build your own indoor oasis. You can escape the heat. My air conditioner has been broken for a while. I am surviving thanks to Brooklinen. And the options are endless, so do yourself a favor of simplifying your shopping by bundling bed, bath, and both. Mm -hmm. I have the sheets, I have the towels, I have the robe, I have the loungewear, I have... uh, The candle. The sleep mask. The candle. (laughs) The sleep mask. All of it. Brooklinen. And you can save time and up to 25% when bundling your new favorite home essentials.
0: So shop in-store or online at brooklinen.com today and give yourself the cooling sleep you deserve this summer. Use promo code GALS for $20 off your online purchase of $100 or more, plus free shipping on brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N dot C-O-M. And use promo code GALS for $20 off, plus free shipping and treat your sheets. Trade on. So, my case.
1: No. Yeah. Couple preface things. Okay. One is that... The names of the family members are different in different sources online. Got it. Oh. Which is really annoying. Not confusing at all. So confusing. What do you mean? It's so fucking confusing. And also, the names are kind of similar to each other Mm because they're like all family names. Okay. So it's a little bit hard to keep track. And some sources also don't even use the names, they just go by like the relationships. Uh huh. Whatever. I am going to did, did you have to
2: make a whole graph?
1: There's a chart. Oh.
2: <laughs> did
1: you make I it? I love that you did a chart. Yes. Oh, my God. And I'm going with the the names highlighted. Okay. <laughs> God
0: bless Great. you. But if <laughs> you brilliant.
1: are like reading about this case and you're like, well, can you get it wrong? And the, 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 the name you're, is then this. fuck you.
0: Just fuck you're you, You're in the man. other
1: column. Yeah, you're, <laughs> suck it. you're just in the other column, Check and I'm talking. I know. looked really hard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Janie Lou Gibbs, nay Hickox, oh. was born on Christmas Day 1932 in Cordelia, Georgia.
0: Critma, critma, critma day. Hey. Don't worry about it. It's a theater thing, it's fine. It's a theater know, so.
2: thing. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> it's for us theater
2: girlies. <laughs> it's for us theater
1: extroverts. Oh, God. <laughs> Lucy, Lucy was on
0: crew for like half a minute.
2: Mm-hmm. Amanda and I did crew. Me.
0: We did. We did uh, costumes for guys and dolls, and we caused a ruckus. It was just so I could hang out in the boys' dressing room. A thousand percent. Until Blick Bailey got us banned.
2: <gasps> what a diddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He was jealous had- of all the attention we were getting.
0: Thousand percent. <laughs> Suck it, Blick. Then I officiated your wedding, so it turned out fine. And now
2: he's one of our closest friends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Blick. Now he's one of my closest confidants. <laughs> I'm Suck so pissed it. at him, though. I'm gonna bring that up at your wedding. Absolutely. Yeah. Bring it up at the groom's dinner. Make a toast. <laughs> Cheers Insist- to everyone except for Blick, <laughs> who got us kicked out of the dressing room. <laughs> If you insist on making a toast just to harass Blick Blaley, I will hand over the mic willingly. I'm in. I'll bring my headset. All right. Back to Girl. Janie Lou Gibbs. Lucy shows up to my wedding with a Britney Spears. Smile. I'll have just a biker. On.
1: All right. Where she was born on Christmas Day is the watermelon capital of the world. Oh down Where's there in that? Georgia
0: Georgia I thought that was the peach capital is it boy Well
1: this town so much in produce. Georgia Oh, Whoa. oh. Whoa. Lucy
0: whispers so much produce, such <laughs> such produce.
1: <laughs> All right she was brought up in a very strict household and in typical strict household fashion Janie Lou got married young. We're talking very young. she like was child bride young. She was just 15 years old when she married her husband, Charles Gibbs. Ooh. I believe he was six years older than her and was already working full time as an appliance repairman.
0: Fucking yikes. That's too old. Yeah. And that's too young mm-hmm. to get yeah. married. You're but she automatically
2: wants- 60 if you're a, repli- a appliance repairman. <laughs> right.
1: She so wanted child, out of ages her parents' control, I think. But then she still
0: was lived. in of- someone else's control. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the couple moved to, I don't really know how to say this, Arabi, Arabi, Georgia, Arabi, I think. Okay. And had three sons together Roger, possibly spelled differently, possibly Robert. Everything oh. is annoying. <laughs> okay. So we're going to go with Roger, Melvin, and Marvin. Ebert. Got it. Melvin and Marvin? Yeah, not twins. Oh, God. Yikes. They had a baby, and then three years later, they said, let's just name this baby something really similar.
0: <laughs> I feel like someone had a mouthful of marbles and was actually referring to Melvin, but mm-hmm. it came Marvin. out sounding like Marvin. And so they put that on the birth certificate. Yeah. And that's what I'm going with.
2: Yep. She Oprah's name was supposed to be Orpah and they yeah. misspelled it on the birth certificate. Yeah.
1: Orpah is a character in the Bible and mm-hmm. that's what she was supposed to be named after. And it just got r- written wrong and then it just became entrenched. I
0: had no idea. Is that cool
1: That's incredible. So apparently mm-hmm. that shit happened all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> but
1: Oprah does sound better than Orpa.
0: It really does. It does. It really now. does. Uh, I think it always would have. Because Orpa sounds like Orca. Yeah. Like Yeah, the but it's whale. a biblical
2: name, that was the point. I guess. Well, yeah, but there are still. lots of so Nimrod.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what <a laughs> She's not fucking wrong. I love the name Nimrod. <laughs> well. So is
2: so is Dorcas.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Keep all yeah. these exactly. names for if and when. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nimrod. Uh, my, let's just promise right now, if I have a child, their name Nimrod shall be Dorcus. Nimrod Dorcas Orpa Jacobson Hoban. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> I promise you that.
1: Thank okay, God. <laughs> So she's married to an appliance repairman, and she's got three boys, and they're all like three years apart, the boys. So her life sucks. Roger, Continue. Melvin, <laughs> Marvin. For most of her life, Janie Lou Gibbs was a dedicated and super involved church member. Mm. She was known in the congregation for all the volunteering she did. She also ran a daycare for, quote, working mothers.
0: Okay. Mm. Progressive names, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not so much. But mm-hmm. Janie Lou also loved to cook and her family had a strong family dinner tradition. Everyone had to be home for dinner,
2: sit around the table. You know, yeah. dinner's I kinda important. I kind of want to
0: like bring that back in my household. That's you how
2: can. I grew up. It was very annoying.
0: I know. I <laughs> does not need to be as rigid, but we like never sit at the table to eat. Well, mm. but you eat together. We eat together usually, but a lot of the time, like, I'm recording or, you know, whatever. A lot of the time, if I'm recording, I text him drunk, this is what I want to eat. He starts cooking it, and then I emerge from my cave drunk, eat it on the couch, and then we smoke a bunch of weed and, like, goof off and then go to bed. That's
2: That's a family dinner. That's basically a family dinner. (laughs) It's bonding time.
0: you are right. We
1: tend to eat dinner together, but sitting on the floor at the coffee table.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Although that's changed a little bit with the baby now.
0: Yeah, because yeah, she sits up and she eats solids. Yeah, oof,
1: mm-hmm. it's growing
0: too fast. She also
1: would love to cook for her daycare clients and for people in her church, so she did a lot of
0: cooking. Mm. One night in
1: 1965, Janie Lou's husband Charles suffered severe stomach pains and was quickly taken to the hospital. Mm. Janie Lou was beside herself and went to the hospital to bring him some homemade soup. See if he could hold that down and get his strength back. But sadly, he succumbed to his illness quickly. Oh, shit, he died from from a a belly ache from a belly ache. Oh, Oh, no. Doctors believe that he died of liver disease that had not been previously diagnosed because before this, he had seemed quite healthy and he wasn't very old. He was in his 30s uh that's
0: fucking weird to i mean i often have belly aches that make me think i'm dying but i haven't actually died yeah
1: new fear you've
0: gotten close yeah
1: (gasps) although newspapers later printed that it was a heart attack but that might have just been like an accident of reporting you know Mm -hmm. just assuming like this guy died it was probably a heart attack but the doctors thought it was this liver disease Mm. okay Ultimately, no one was really sure why a seemingly healthy man had died out of the blue. They wanted to do an autopsy, but Janie Lou was against it, saying that she didn't want to see her husband sliced up, and she was just like beside herself because she just had to watch Happened I know, but a lot of people (sighs) have feelings about
0: that. I know.
1: I don't get it. I want to be sliced and diced. I would want to know. I'm
0: more curious. My curiosity outweighs my like. Caring about my loved one being right. Chopped off.
1: It's also 1965, and they're quite religious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a
2: religious thing, and for a lot of people too. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So she said she just wants him to rest in peace, and the doctors decide to go with the widow's wishes, and they just have Charles Gibbs buried. Okay. So not surprisingly, Janie Lou, now 33 years old, became the beneficiary of his life insurance policy. But mm-hmm. I mean, she's his wife. And yeah. she's now left to support three kids on her own. Yeah. so She's earned it. Yeah. And she also did tithe at her church. So she's spreading mm. those benefits around. Okay. So things are going as well as can be expected until eight months later, Janie Lou's youngest son, Marvin, starts to complain of stomach pains. No. no. Young Marvin died on August 29th, 1966. He was just 13. 15 years old
0: okay something's off she's taking him out yeah this is starting to seem like a poisoning mm-hmm. situation
1: doctors attributed his death to inheriting the same liver disease that they guessed that his father mm-hmm. had had so they, they didn't like, even
0: fucking confirm a diagnosis but they were and like now they're applying it to another dead person in the house correct child Oh, no!
1: And on Marvin's death certificate, it actually lists hepatitis as the cause of
0: his death. But they don't even actually know. How are you allowed to do that? She won't let him cut him up. Probably again. I know, but then the cause of death should be kept unknown. You can't just put a random cause of death. Oh, that pisses me off. You could
1: in the 60s. Again, this is a total enough. guess because Janie Lou convinced doctors to skip the autopsy and let her poor son rest in peace.
2: Come mm-hmm. on.
1: Cut him up. Janie <sighs> Lou again received a life insurance payout, which isn't sketchy at all to have a life insurance policy on your 13 year old son in the 1960s.
0: No, no.
2: I don't even know if I have a life insurance policy. You should you probably, figure probably figure that out. Too. You
0: should probably. And do okay, that. okay. It's not that sketchy to have one at that age, but if she took one out, because like, Whole life insurance policies that you take out when your baby for is born kid. are very, yes, are for the kid, are very common. Mm-hmm. But then if the kid dies, the beneficiary until that child is like 18 and can take over their policy, because I had one, or right. have one, and when I took it over, then I could set my beneficiary, but, in, but until I set it, it was just my parents. Right.
2: Right. It's oh, still pretty I do rare. have one. It's in my to-do pile.
0: Yeah. It's not, it's not. It's really not that rare for our children to have a life insurance mm-hmm. policy. A lot of people buy a whole, like, and they're like, my grandpa was a life insurance salesman, mm-hmm. and this was like a whole thing, certainly in the 60s, like, literal door to door salesman being like, oh, I hear you're in the family way. You should buy this policy. Right. So, like, that in and of itself isn't that sketchy, but it also makes it, it depends on when she took out the policy. I need, yeah.
1: I need someone to explain to me whether or not I want, a term or a whole life policy for and yourself why. or for Sonia? Both.
0: Ah, okay. Or,
1: we can, or just me. We can and discuss. Because I'm confused.
0: Which one is a better deal? I mean, I don't know, but I would recommend depends looking into a whole life. Depends when life. you're going to die. <laughs> well, and also now you wouldn't, at 35, you probably wouldn't want a whole life insurance policy because you've missed out on 35 years of contributing to it. Right. If you take one out for your baby, like, if she needs to borrow against it for right. any reason, she can do that. Went like for college, things like that. Like that makes sense. But for you, I think it's probably too late. You but probably if, would want if a term you get life a term
1: insurance. life insurance for thirty years. What happens if you know if I get one now and then I'm sixty five and then it's ending and my there's just do you. Then then you're I imagine you can extend
0: it. You extend. You can extend it. I imagine you can. That would be between Somebody you and let your us insurance know. salesman. I'm very yeah. confused let by Kenyon life insurance. <laughs> Someone okay. email Kenyon specifically. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Okay.
2: <laughs> I have enough on my plate. I don't want this shit too. <laughs>
1: I, it's been on my plate since I was pregnant to f- mm. get this in place. Anyway, well, on the air
0: is the perfect time to,
1: to make. I love it. So, let's hash it out. We're helping um. people.
0: <laughs> she said her case today was short. You knew she would have to pad it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is she warned us.
1: <laughs> so it's fine because she gets a life insurance policy and she again donates to the church. Mm-hmm. So now it is 1967, and wouldn't you know it? The same darn thing happens again. Ugh. This time, Janie Lou's middle son, Melvin, reports stomach aches, cramping, and headaches. And then, very suddenly, Melvin dies on January twenty third, nineteen sixty
2: seven. Are they oh dropping? Are they dropping in birth order, or was Reverse. the first son okay? Oh,
0: it's youngest oldest, middle. So yeah.
2: mm. Husband, youngest middle so far.
0: Mm. Wow, okay.
1: So doctors this time guess that the 16-year-old had a rare muscular disorder and was buried without an autopsy. Good mm. God. Janie Lou again mm. got a life insurance policy and gave some of the money to her church. So really, the church is cleaning up in all of this. Yeah,
0: they're complicit.
1: Yeah, and they're getting free cooking and free daycare, so. Mm-hmm. All the poor woman has left now is her eldest son, maybe named Roger, Who at 19 (laughs) has just become a father to a baby boy named fucking Ronnie. Oh my god. Ish. So J.D. Lou is seen walking around town with her new grandson beaming with joy and everyone in the community is so happy for her to finally Don't become a grandma. Don't let her near grandma. that grandkid.
0: No. After
1: everything this poor woman has gone through oh. from the watermelon she, yeah. capital of the world. No, this is going to go <laughs> oh, this probably. is going to get
0: dark. She's going to fuck around with that baby. I'm not cool. She's so happy. No. What do you
1: mean she's so happy? No. She loves her
0: grandbaby. No. she's
1: she going to kill her grandbaby. <laughs> <She for> not- <laughs> She loves her that little grandbaby boy, Ronnie. I can smell it. <laughs> Ronnie or Ricky or dip.
2: Robert or the Roger. The no.
1: People reported she would say things like, why does this always happen to me?
0: No. Anyone who ever says anything like that is guilty.
1: <laughs> but losing her husband and her two of her sons all within the same year, basically, is just chalked up to an unbelievable stroke of bad luck. Mm-hmm. She still has the complete trust of the town that she lives in. Everyone talked about how kind and courageous she is and every sometimes bad things happen to good people. And God works in mysterious oh, ways. Good Lord. Okay. She still has dozens of children coming to her in her daycare that she runs. They're all alive for now. And everyone is still eating the food she makes at church events. No. Every week. Oh, no. But then at just one month old, her grandbaby Ronnie dies suddenly. No. I knew it was coming, but still no. It's fucking awful. His family is fucking devastated. And Ronnie's mother demands an autopsy.
0: Mm-hmm. Good for her.
1: But doctors told her that due to his family's history of sudden death, there was quote no point in doing one.
0: No, since that's Ronnie the opposite. Most likely died of natural causes. Oh my god! It comes god. from weak. Just Stop. like we guessed, but didn't actually determine on all the other options. Well, his, that was proven. His
1: grandfather died suddenly, and both of his uncles died it suddenly. It runs in the it Runs in the family. So
0: what's the this point? Is- so fucking dumb that with all the repeat issues, you wouldn't want to investigate more. Oh, I'm furious. I'm so mad. One month later, Roger,
1: baby Ronnie's father,
2: dies.
1: died. Oh Jesus Christ. So now it's her husband, all three of her sons, and her grandson. It's everyone she's cl-
2: related to. She's killed five people. Five people. Four of which were children. Well, three.
0: Four. Four and a baby. Well, by the time the older one died, he's like Yeah, but he was 19.
1: He's still a kid. Teen is still child. I'm just saying.
2: So Roger's
1: widow, her fucking mother-in-law has just killed her son and her husband. And so Roger's widow now insists on a fucking autopsy and a full investigation into the deaths of both her son and husband. Good Mm -hmm. girl. And lo and behold, they find that Roger died of arsenic poisoning.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. After the fucking first one, I was like, uh.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it
0: didn't take long for Janie Lou to be
1: called in for questioning by police and ultimately arrested. The rest of the bodies were exhumed and tested at the cemetery. So none of them had been cremated. Thank goodness. Would have been a lot cheaper to do it before you buried them. Mm -hmm. All had been poisoned with arsenic. During her interrogation, Janie Lou is quoted as saying, I don't question God's work. The Bible says they will get their reward, and I'm sure they will.
0: It's your work, bitch. Shut the fuck up. God has nothing to do with you being a murderous cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs>
1: But eventually, Janie Lou breaks down and admits to killing her entire fucking family one by one. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) She slowly poisoned them all with arsenic and rat poison. Her husband didn't die at first, though. So the soup that she brought to the hospital had more arsenic in it than the original dose and finished him off. When they do it in the hospital, it's particularly
0: egregious. He loves almond soup. (laughs) <laughs> oh. Oh, oh god I bopped your favorite almond <laughs> seed oh they're so close to help and yet mm-hmm. god, yeah you're just it. like going into the the
2: one place a Them person's supposed to be safe mouth. and cared for yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, that While is waiting trial, egregious.
1: Janie mm-hmm. would stare into space and her behavior really disturbed people. She couldn't keep a lawyer and the prosecutor called it one of the saddest cases he'd ever worked on. Ugh. Oh,
0: God. Yeah. Did
1: she just like shut down? Yeah. Ugh. Finally, Ugh. she was declared mentally unfit for a trial and was sent to a mental institution where she worked as
2: a, a cafeteria lady. Fu- Oh, no,
1: at the psych ward. What?
0: Who is in charge here? I <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <I'll get> <laughs> this is, it's kind of funny. So fucking I stupid.
2: I found this is so stupid. Look
0: at the mental ward
2: after she
1: poisoned. All her-
2: Entire family.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but like. Oh, so fuck much. you guys. Any other job? You can't make this shit up. <laughs> <I'm making> <laughs>
2: <cry>. <laughs> it's so bad.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> it's so stupid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I oh
1: mean, apparently, went well, as far as we know.
0: We're going to skip those <laughs> no, hot 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 season. You we know what? We, we know somebody. she loves to cook. She and loves ch- to cook. <laughs> she loves to
2: cook. That almond Granny soup. Granny loves to cook. <laughs> it's Tuesday. It's almond Tuesday. soup day. Time for almond soup. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the patients are waiting. Almond
0: real soup quiet Tuesday. <laughs> after Janie Lou's cooking. <laughs> The we widespread weight loss in that fucking <laughs> poor mental Everybody's facility. Doing people are the just weight loss, <laughs> refusing <laughs> to eat anything she cooks. Oh my god! Oh, no. oh my god!
2: <laughs> Did anyone die?
0: No, not that we know of.
1: But well, also, maybe she okay. they, they weren't keeping very good track of people dying outside of a mental prison. Oh, shit. It's a mental institution. They don't...
2: If someone dies, it's like one less person to feed. Yeah. (laughs) To be Uh, poisoned. But also, she probably wouldn't have had access to arsenic in there, but still. No,
0: but I I was literally just going to say, like, if she's... I'm I'm speculating, but if she's, like, managing that kitchen for the most part, they would have (laughs) pest control stuff in there. Oh, no. So she probably... Could get access to like <laughs> rat poison. <laughs> yep. Or at least would know where it's kept, even if she's not technically supposed to fuck around with it. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, as far as we know, she didn't, but.
1: <laughs> Jesus. That's a miracle. Fucking Christ. So this sentence of her being mentally unfit for trial didn't sit right with the community, and many people.
0: Many, many papers. Many papers. Jeepers, creepers. Papers crashed.
1: Many people gathered to say that she did know right from wrong and that she deserved to be in jail. And actually, even a chaplain at the mental institution agreed probably after
0: eating her almonds after having a bad lunch.
1: (laughs) So Janie Lou Gibbs did eventually stand trial and was sentenced to five life sentences while she was in jail, she was often visited by her sister, her only living relative. <laughs> yeah,
0: the Don't only visit. one who didn't like her cooking. <laughs> just call. Don't, yeah, just please call. <laughs> just text, please. The sister
1: wanted some kind of explanation as to why she did what she did, but it was just pretty futile. So all of uh, at these visits, she would ask questions like, Why did you do it? Do you feel guilty? Like, can I help you? Like, and she was just answered with, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, she just never, ever gave an explanation.
0: No real motive. I mean, like money, sure, but that it's not Not enough. But she gave it uh, half of it away, probably. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, she's supporting the church. Tithing's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be 10%. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, and,
1: you know. Like she still then she had to support the kids on her own. It was not for. There's no logical explanation. Mm -mm. In 1999, Janie Lou Gibbs was released from prison after being denied parole 17 times. She was released on medical reprieve shortly after receiving a diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. And she was released into the custody of that sister.
2: I don't Mm. trust Any diagnosis in this story? No. (laughs) No one gave a shit. I need an autopsy on Janie Lou before I let her out to make sure she has Parkinson's.
0: (laughs) Seriously? Oh, no. The last
1: few years of her life was spent in a wheelchair in a nursing home in Georgia, and she died on February 7th, 2010, and she has never given any kind of explanation or excuse for any of her crimes.
2: Oh, she remained
1: a quiet one. Till death.
0: Yeah. Damn. And
1: also just makes you think about, like, the people in nursing homes.
0: Like, you Mm. don't know the life that they led. No. No? Maybe in an upcoming episode, we'll talk about some of that. (gasps) Oh. DBC.
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: I'm so excited. I'm excited about that one too. Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, so that's my case. It was short and kind of like obvious, but still just weird. Really fucking perfect. creepy. She became a cook. <laughs> she became I, a cook. I know. There are five. I like
0: hated it and loved it so much simultaneously. <laughs> there are yeah. I was on
1: the drive and like decades in prison will like do a number on Whoa, you. Whoa, girl. No, no way.
0: That, that's. That's a transformation. Mm-hmm. Also,
1: look at the black and white photo. Janie Lou Gibbs holding pictures of her sons.
0: Yeah. yeah. Ew. Look at, she's kind of smiling. Uh, yeah, her face is a little sketchy.
2: Oh, her kids are so cute. She's kind of like
1: smirking, smiling in this photo.
0: She just looks like a sweet little grandma in this like first Jamie Lou Gibbs elder photo. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like if you look at that elderly photo of her and then the photo of her like after she's been in or at trial or whatever, where she looks like a real mess. Mm -hmm. She's melted. It reminds me of like. Every president's before and after <laughs> <Yeah>. their term. <laughs> <laughs> like, they've been road hard and put away wet. Yikes.
1: Yeah. This is insane. I just read something that I did not read before. What? In a long, tearful interview several weeks ago. This was in
0: 1967. OK, so I'm like, she's dead.
1: In published yesterday in the local newspaper, Mrs. Gibbs told of the deaths of all her relatives. Quote, I never thought any of them would die. She said, I just tried to keep it out of my mind. It will be the loneliest Christmas
0: I have ever spent. Ew! Ew. Gross. Oh, I wonder if maybe she had, some of her motive was like that take pity on me, give me yeah. some attention. Munchausen thing. Yeah, kind yeah. of that Munchausen thing. Oh, God, she's so gross. I hate her. Mm -hmm. Fuck you, J.D. Lynn. Boo.
1: Boo. Boo. All right. Sorry, just had to add that. That was the craziest quote i would ever seen.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. She is awful. Fuck this bitch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well done. Nice. Thank you. Oof. Nice. Well, should we hear a quick word from our sponsors and then get to my heinous shit? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Let's do it.
1: If you are one of the 54% of people who trim down there, listen up. Honestly, 54% sounds low to me. Mm -hmm. Self-reporting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Below the belt, shaving just got better thanks to the folks at Meridian. Meridian offers powerful trimmers. Powerful. Powerful. That cut through even the coarsest hair, but... Are still gentle enough for your, you know, gentle, gentle, private, private.
0: Your nethers. Y'all, my skin is sensitive. Mm -hmm. Okay? I get ingrowns from a strong breeze. Yeah. (laughs) Like it is. You really do. (laughs) I really do. In not only downstairs, but my pits. Mm -hmm. I have completely had to stop. Like for a long time I just stopped shaving my underarms at all because I could not find anything. That mm-hmm. was sensitive enough that to like for deal with mind. my ingrowns, yes. But this is a comfortable shave, not only below the belt, but under the arms without nicks, cuts, or ingrowns. Meridian trimmers are for both men, women, anything in between or outside. For any style, you want to get wild? You want to get a little landing strip? You want to do the Mona Lisa down there? Get your meridian trimmer, mm. okay? Or if you prefer totally bare, you want that buzz? I'm a buzz girl. I like yeah. it high and tight. or just to like you know rain in the bush but keep the bush like there's there's no wrong way to do it you know this is a high quality waterproof trimmer so your shower time just got so easy Mm -hmm. and it's fitted with a 6,000 rpm motor safe ceramic blades and an anti-nick shaving guard but don't just take it from us meridian also has over a thousand five-star reviews so check those out too We've partnered with Meridian Grooming to grant
2: you an extra 15% off your order using the coupon code GALS. Go to meridiangrooming.com, that's M E R I D I A N, grooming.com, and use the code GALS for an exclusive 15% off. Get a better and safer below the belt trimming experience today and treat your bush. Treat, treat. it. Escape to a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance as you immerse yourself into the world of June's Journey. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery mobile game that puts your detective skills to the test. Play as June Parker and investigate beautifully detailed scenes of the Roaring Twenties, whilst uncovering the mystery of June's sister's murder.
1: Ooh. Mm. So basically, you search for hidden objects from, like, the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris. Hello. Like, this game was made for me (laughs) and for you. And then you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret. I mean, come on. And you can also customize your very own luxurious estate island. This literally is everything I love. It's, it's like history, mystery, uh, decorating, <laughs> gossip. Yeah. Building a garden. Building a garden. It just, I love just like relaxing and losing myself in this like cool and fun and pretty quest of mystery, murder, and romance.
0: So discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Are you ready for my case? No. No. i i I don't know what to tell you keep going (laughs) doing it okay so there are and obviously have been so many fucking shootings in this country that it doesn't come as a surprise to me that i like wasn't familiar with this one despite it being fairly famous this shooting occurred on friday august 24th 2012 at the empire state building in you guessed it new york city what Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who knew At 9.03 a.m. on that day, a 58-year-old man named Jeffrey Johnson arrived at the building where he once worked as a clothing designer at Hazan Imports for six years before being let go due to downsizing at the company. Though he had been laid off almost a year before this incident, his neighbors reported seeing him leave his apartment morning after morning, dressed in a suit, seemingly heading off to work. Oh,
1: no. Uh Uh-oh. These people creep me out.
0: Yes. What he actually did during work hours is somewhat of a mystery, though witnesses recall seeing him regularly getting breakfast at a nearby McDonald's and then returning home to just like sit quietly in his apartment. Sit quietly? And I know a person who like did this. I have a friend whose ex lied about a job that they got in the Twin Cities at like a very specific place that we later were able to confirm through someone else we discovered work there that she had never actually worked there. Oh. But she would like get up every morning and get dressed, quote unquote, for work and leave and just like drive around or like park at a parking lot until it was like reasonable for her to go back home.
2: What a waste was, of time. Use that time looking, looking for weird. a
0: job. Well, she used that time cultivating a fake cancer diagnosis to trick everybody with. Yeah, Mm. she used it wisely. She had a lot that she had to. She had a lot of balls in the air. Psychologically, extremely unwell. But anyway, obviously, that was a whole saga, and I'm not going to name any names. But you two know exactly who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So his Jeffrey Johnson's building superintendent and neighbors described him as quiet and polite. And someone who was seen every morning, like, wearing a suit, greeting his neighbors, saying good morning, whatever. Quote, he was always alone, said Gisela Kaseya, who lived a few floors above him. I always felt bad. I said, doesn't he have a girlfriend? I never saw him with anybody. Jeffrey was a pretty chill dude. He was born in Japan in 1953 to a Japanese mom and an American dad, but was primarily raised in the United States, coming to Gainesville, Georgia, when he was less than a year old. He was, like, 10 months old. So he doesn't, like, remember... Japan. living in Japan at all. Mm-hmm. From Wikipedia, quote, he served in the United States Coast Guard from 1973 to 1977 and was honorably discharged with the rank of Petty Officer Second Class. He also was like a very skilled marksman. Uh-oh. Johnson attended the Ringling College of Art and Design in Sarasota, Florida cool. from 1978 to 1980.
1: This, this man has like the same... Saddest names of life. things on his resume.
0: <laughs> Yo. Like petty I, Officer. Petty
1: Officer Second Class, which is like...
0: Ringling College. Actually
1: a nice thing with like the worst name ever. Petty Truly. Officer Second <laughs> Class. Mm-hmm. And then
2: Ringling College of Art and design Why does someone take me seriously
0: with my degree from Ringling College? Uh-oh. You're maybe nailing some of it. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. He also owned a t-shirt design company called St. Jolly's Art. (laughs) He was briefly married, but did not have children as far as I know, and divorced, I think, after like four years. He was also involved with a community of birdwatching photographers who were interested in hawks in Central Park. Hawks are dope. They are dope. His snapshots regularly appeared on blogs, tracking the birds in the area. I just don't think anyone on the planet would have suspected, like, a clown college graduate birdwatcher to snap, <laughs> but as they say, it's always the quiet ones. Wait,
1: was it really a clown college?
0: I just associate Ringling right. with clowns. I don't think it was actually a clown college, but, like, I'm in Googling this it. fabrication, <laughs> that's what we're calling it.
1: No, graphic design, animation, creative writing. Clowns.
0: Clown- doesn't Clowning. Doesn't
1: list clowns. Clowning. Well does just because it's their
0: dirty little secret doesn't mean they don't do it. Just say it.
1: They clown and <gasps> Notable alumni, David Bromstad. Who? Who's that? David Bromstad? David Bromstad is the Minnesotan guy on HGTV with all the tattoos who does my lottery
0: dream home. What? He's Minnesotan? Yeah. Wow. Those dream mm. homes are always so disappointing. Yeah. It's like you won the lottery and you bought like a double wide in Florida.
1: Why did you do that? It's because they get people that won like $1 million before taxes
0: and then true, it's not. It's true. It's it's a bait and switch is what it, it is. Yes. Yes. Correct. But that show is really fun. Yeah. But anyway, so the man who laid Jeffrey off was his boss and former Hazan Imports VP, Mark Ercolino and it sparked a nearly year-long cycle of harassment that made it all the way to the courts. This is a quote from The Guardian. Quote, police commissioner Ray Kelly said Johnson had gone back to his former place of work regularly since being laid off. There was a confrontation with Ercolino virtually every time he went back. He added that both men had filed harassment complaints against each other in April of 2011. So not that long before. Well, no, almost a year before the shooting. Though the dispute escalated after the firing and had apparently been brewing even before because Ercolino had refused to promote Johnson's t-shirt line through the popular (laughs) clothing company. For St. Jolly's art? St. Jolly's. You don't support me.
2: No one's taking St. Jolly's
0: seriously. St. Jolly's seriously.
1: My clown degree. Maybe I should wear a suit every day so people take me seriously. Exactly. I should wear a bean suit.
0: Oh, my God. I can't wait for my beans. Roll that
1: beautiful bean footage, John. (laughs) Yes.
0: This really pissed Johnson off, sparking multiple incidents of violence in the workplace. One incident that was reported to the police happened inside an elevator when Johnson threw his elbow at Ercolino, who responded by grabbing Johnson's throat and threatening him. In an elevator? In another, in an elevator. Mm. They both, I think both of these incidents happened in the elevator. In another incident in April of 2011, shortly before he was fired, Johnson reportedly told Ercolino, "I'm going to kill you" while on the elevator. Ugh. Because both of these incidents took place out of sight of coworkers, many didn't realize like how serious the issue was between these two men.
1: I am gonna start to have all of my fights in an elevator from now Absolutely. on. Absolutely, and, and then just when go you just like never know when you have to just like completely stop and like act normal and That's wait till the That's what person. happened with Solange. Beyonce and Solange yeah. and yeah. Jay
0: yeah. So mm-hmm. brilliant. There are cameras. Yep. But not at this time. This was like right. in the, I mean. 2011? No, so would, there would have been cameras, but I don't know if there were, they, pro- they probably didn't have audio in the elevator. Mm-hmm. So I think that the footage was probably used in the complaints that were filed, but it would be like impossible to. to know what listen to know what they were saying and to corroborate like the death threats Mm -hmm. so that they probably couldn't be as serious the charges or whatever complaint couldn't be as serious Mm -hmm. as it probably should have been and no witnesses were there to hear it Mm -hmm. so but things went very public and very deadly when that fateful morning wearing an olive green suit carrying a briefcase jeffrey johnson once again left his apartment dressed for a job he hadn't held in a year oh my god He timed his arrival at the Empire State Building's Fifth Avenue entrance so that he could intercept his former boss, Mark Ercolino. He kept his presence hidden, squatting behind a parked van so that Ercolino couldn't see him waiting there. Once he got eyes on him, he emerged from behind the van, pulled his forty-five caliber semi-automatic handgun from his suit coat pocket, pointed the gun directly at Ercolino's head, and fired two shots, hitting him once in the face and once in the chest. Oh, my God.
1: Just in the middle Er of the street.
0: Middle of the street, up like, the, like rush hour, bustling in front of the rush
2: Empire hour, State Building. Yep.
0: Oh, he didn't care who saw that. Well, he didn't care who saw, and we'll get to it. It gets crazy. Mark Ercolino was dead before he hit the ground. Uh, and once the victim fell to the ground, Johnson stood over him and fired at him four more times. Oh, oh
1: my God!
0: As panic ensued on the bustling street, Johnson quietly packed his handgun away in his briefcase and started to make his way east on Thirty Third Street where he was followed by a construction worker who'd witnessed the entire incident and police who were already stationed at the entrance of the Empire Empire State Building as part of their regular shift. This very is post 9-11. construction worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. The construction worker didn't have to, like, I don't think ever confronted or interacted with him, no, but, but wanted, wanted to, to keep know tabs on him so he didn't just exactly, disappear. Precisely. He was following him from a distance so that he could let police know where he was headed.
2: I'd like to think I would do that.
0: if I, I probably wouldn't. If I
2: didn't have to interact with him, just keep eyes on him. I'd just
0: be crawling under a car and hoping I don't die. Right. When confronted by the two officers, Johnson raised his weapon but didn't fire. The officers fired with a total of 16 rounds killing Johnson and in the process of opening fire on Johnson, the officers hit nine bystanders Um, who were out on the street. Jesus Christ. All of whom needed medical intervention but thank God weren't killed. A couple spent like the night or two in the oh hospital.
2: Oh, my God. So most of yep. their rounds hit innocent by Sanders. Correct. Wow.
0: This is a quote from ABC News. Johnson had two live rounds in his 45 caliber semi-automatic pistol when he was shot, police said. They initially believed the gun had misfired. However, Commissioner Raymond Kelly said investigators have examined the weapon and concluded that Johnson did not try to fire on police. Bystanders caught in between the gunmen and a spray of bullets were injured by a combination of ricochets and bullet fragments. Witness George King told ABC News he watched several people around him get struck by bullets. Quote, I heard multiple gunshots. I'd say about 12 of them. I thought they were firecrackers at first. I didn't know what was going on. Everyone started running for cover along with me. The girl that was running next to me fell down to the pavement. And when I looked at her, I could see that she had been hit in the leg. She was bleeding from the leg.
1: Oh my god!
0: Yeah, I noticed about five people just, who had been. I mean,
1: I understand. Like, he had shot people. He was unpredictable. He shot someone,
0: and in a targeted attack, and he raised his gun to police. Right. So I like get that they shot him, but they just they all yeah. shot and kept when, shooting.
1: Yeah, like you're trained. Right. It's not. It's that's
0: it's not so how it's supposed stupid. To work. It's fucking stupid. Creating they could have more killed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I noticed about five people who had been struck on the sidewalk or the street, he said. The officers were placed on administrative duty while a standard shooting review was conducted. And I don't have any info on whether they were actually punished for their Wild West response, but I can imagine the answer is nah. Mm-hmm. Looking back on Jeffrey's life, folks couldn't understand what led Jeffrey Johnson to this point and uh really the rest of this is from this really heartbreaking piece from the New York Times where they interviewed his mother who didn't give her name she and her husband his dad were still al- alive at the time of this interview but they had not seen their son in like a couple decades oh. and he, they still lived in Georgia and they like didn't even want to give their first names or where In Georgia, they lived for their own privacy. It was the watermelon capital of the world, probably alibi or whatever it was called. So in this interview, she's reflecting on her son's life and like her reactions to this. And this is kind of where some of the speculation of like why this might have happened comes in. Mm. So from The New York Times, it says, quote, she learned of her son's involvement the same way that most had. On Friday morning, she and her husband were watching the news on television The couple heard the name Jeffrey Johnson and caught the words Hazan Imports, the business on West 33rd Street where their 58-year-old son had designed women's T-shirts. Right away, they knew, she said. I know there are a lot of Jeffrey Johnsons in the world and a lot of Jeffrey Johnsons in New York City, but when they said the company he used to work for, I went to pieces. Yeah. I don't blame police in New York for shooting my son because he killed somebody, but for me, he hasn't changed. He's still the kind-hearted, caring person who loved all kinds of animals, and I'm sure he loved us. She said through sobs. This poor woman. Yeah, You know, a mother always tries to look for the best in you. Miss Johnson believes that her son wanted the officers to kill him. Quote, I believe that he turned and pointed the gun at them to make sure that they would shoot him and that he would die. Yeah, she said def- that he never intended to shoot them. Suicide by by cop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Racking her memory for any kind of sign of what was to come. She recalled an incident when Jeffrey was only 11 years old and he had been hit by a car while outside playing and was nearly killed. In the accident, he suffered serious head trauma, putting him in a coma for five agonizing days. And she and her husband were told by doctors to prepare for him not to make it. Shit. I know. I can't like that's horrific. I can't even imagine being a parent and just waiting and hoping. She wondered if this eventually caused him to snap, though she isn't confident his behavior changed much in the aftermath of the accident quote, the doctors told me once that they would be very surprised if he didn't have any after effects, she said, but he seemed to recover all the way. He was not acting funny, but you know, when you get older, your body, especially if you're injured, will kind of deteriorate, so I don't know.
1: So did they do an autopsy and, like, look for signs of CTE or
2: not? I don't believe so. No autopsies in this episode. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If if they did, that was not reported on in any of the multiple articles that I read. Yeah.
1: So do we know why he... Didn't have a relationship with his parents for so
0: long. Yep. Oh, I mean, sort of. We'll we'll cover some of that. Okay. She added, "This may be some kind of excuse. I don't understand what snapped in him to do what he did." Mm-hmm. She also recalled how deeply troubled he was by the loss of his cat Romeo, who died in his arms, wrapped in Jeffrey's best and favorite Fendi Fenty suit jacket oh or Fendi suit jacket. God. He had written to his mother after Romeo's passing saying, quote, I am astonished by how much I miss him. Mm. He just filled every room in the apartment. Nothing seems special without him around. It embarrasses me that I feel this way. Life is bigger than one cat or me or you, but I can't shake the feeling that life has been diminished tenfold by Romeo's parting. Don't worry, the letter ended. I am all right, Jeffrey. Clearly you're fucking not, Jeffrey. No,
1: and it's okay to mourn the loss of a pet.
0: Of course it is, especially a cat but, that died in your arms in your yeah, favorite but, jacket. I mean, yes, the cat, but the cat was also euthanized, so like that was a planned. Like you know, one of my dogs died in my arms too, but it's because the vet lets you hold them. But yeah, it's not. I mean, it wasn't sudden, and also like I get it. Obviously, I've mourned the passing of many pets. It is a very real thing, and it's obviously not an excuse for what. This but clearly,
1: guy did. it's it's. I don't think that's a cause. I honestly think that that. No. Might-
0: be A symptom
1: I of think the loneliness a, and the isolation yes. he was already experiencing.
2: Exactly. And she's just trying to mention things that could have played for a role. For sure. Right. His poor mother is just she's trying to make sense of all, at all of this.
0: explanation. And she is allowed to do that a thousand percent. Yeah. And even the veterinarian who had treated Romeo expressed concern about Jeffrey's mental health because of how he, re- he was responding to his cat's end of life. Oh. Yeah, so he was clearly very upset.
1: The vet is probably Um, concerned about my mental health because of how I bitched them the fuck out for not taking care of Josie for
0: fifteen hours. I think that that's probably fair, and I don't think that if I don't think you're the first person to bitch at them about something like that. Probably. So his mother thought of his service in the Coast Guard, where he became an expert marksman, and of how a talent he had had been put to such a regrettable use. But she expressed relief that no one else had been shot by him. Like, it was obvious that he only wanted to take out this one guy. Yeah. And that's not what he did. Not to excuse that's, it at all. Not to excuse it. It's only like a silver lining that it wasn't a mass shooting because, until the yeah, fucking police officers marksman. narrows opened down fire. the motivation. Exactly. It was a, Exactly. It was a clear motive. He had it out for this specific person. And he was not trying to take down anybody else. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. Was
2: was he ever deployed? Was he ever in like active?
0: Had he ever no. killed anyone else? Is what I'm. No, getting I don't out. believe he was in so. The Coast Guard. Yeah, he was in the Coast Guard, and oh. we'll kind of get to that. So, though she had not seen him for 22 years, he had not because he had not returned home to Georgia since 1990, and I don't think his parents had any interest in going to New York. I don't think they really liked the big city. Mm-hmm. But Jeffrey used to call her every Sunday. Mm. He rarely spoke about his work and never told her that he, he had been laid off. Instead, he told her that he quit because he didn't get along with a co-worker. So mother and son actually had a bit of a falling out around this conversation because his mom asked him if he needed money and wondered how he could afford to live in New York City without a job. Mm-hmm. And like also she's Japanese and it's like very much in Asian culture that your children provide for and care for your parents as they age and not the other way around and not the other way around and he is also half japanese and obviously was raised at least 50 percent within Mm -hmm. japanese culture and so this like really hurt him right in the ego Mm. and other than like a courtesy call on her birthday he stopped his sunday calls and like wasn't talking to them because she dared offer to help him for months and months Mm. yep Quote, that just made him very angry, she recalled. He said, Mama, by right, I ought to be building a house for you. That's what the firstborn should do. He always had a self-guilt that he didn't take care of his parents the way he wanted to. Hmm. So, at the end of the day, there's no way to know exactly what caused him to snap, though I do have my theories. Like I mentioned before, he was briefly married, but I think there is actually a possibility that he was gay mm-hmm. and that he repressed his true self and went like deep into patriotism, part of why he in- he signed up for the Coast Guard. And he was like deeply affected by 9 11 and wanted to re enlist, but was told that he was too old. So then he throws himself into his like one remaining passion, his art. And then he's fired, which his further isolates art. his jolly tease. Oh. He, so that further isolates an already pretty like antisocial. I guess I might not be using that term introverted person mm-hmm. and then blamed like all of the shortcomings of his life on his former boss and just like fixated until he lost it. And that like, if I can take this person out, then it'll all be over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You I know, that.
1: that. that's my theory. I think there definitely were other Issues a bruin a thousand percent long time could have
2: easily been a TBI from the car accident that just exacerbated all of this.
1: Mm -hmm. Do we know why he, besides, I mean, he was fired, he was laid off, but it sounds like that, that wasn't personal necessarily.
0: He was convinced that it was personal. Because of existing issues with his boss. And then when it came time to downsize, he felt targeted. Right. So like, yes, other people were were also issues with the boss. Yes. They had had those like confrontations in the escalator or elevator that happened before he was laid off. Yeah. A lot of times
2: you're laid off, but that's just a very convenient timing for someone to get rid of you. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: So, yeah, other people, I think, were also laid off, but I don't think that many were. And he was just convinced that, like, you were just waiting for your opportunity to get rid of me. Well, that
2: would have been in 2010. Not Mm -hmm. a great time economically. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -mm.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, no, he was laid off in 2011 and then the shooting was in 2012. But still, like, it was still a very tumultuous, like, the the decade after, you know, or everything after 2008 has been...
1: But equally, Kinda if rough. he had been mentally well, mm-hmm. he could have, you know,
0: picked got himself job. back up, got a different job, whatever. Yeah. And, and so the walls are closing in. He's gone almost a year without working. He's like pretending he to go to work take every day. He doesn't want to from his family.
1: He can barely even talk to his family anymore because he's so embarrassed. He's embarrassed.
0: Yeah. I think he just this I think this is a man who had a history of hiding parts of himself. Mm-hmm. And it all just And self isolating when stressed and Correct. I think it all just became way too much. Of a pressure cooker and
1: he mm-hmm. snapped and murdered an innocent person who was just mm-hmm. trying to like make a business decision and like, yeah, if you bitch slap your boss in an elevator, you're
2: probably not yeah. gonna keep
0: your job. Yeah, you're probably gonna get on the chopping block when downsizing rolls around. I
2: would also venture to guess too that his divorce probably played a role in his social life mm-hmm. like usually Very when possible. you get a divorce your friends kind of yeah or you a lose or a pocket entirely yeah
0: you lose a pocket of your friends that were more associated with that partner mm-hmm. that's totally fair the divorce was like oh i think i think he got married like either during or right after college so the divorce was a considerable amount of time Before. prior and i think that was when he was in florida oh, and okay. he he mm-hmm. was in new york at this point and he'd been in new york for a long time.
2: Okay, it can um, still be hard to bounce back. Thousand percent.
0: But yeah, isn't that fucking weird? Uh, putting
1: on this suit and going off to work every day when it's very you're creepy. not going off to work every for day the benefit of your
0: neighbors. See, yeah, your you. neighbors. Like people don't pay. They think about care. You that no, much? They don't care. It's just yeah. It's, just, yeah, weird it's totally in his head that like. I, he's experiencing the shame, these yeah, that nobody else is is putting on him. Yeah, like nobody is putting that on him. He's just invented all of I it. I think it's. I yeah. think he
2: internalized so much of these pressures: his, his him not having money, his mom offering mm-hmm. to help him. That's a cultural mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, doesn't actually exist outside of that. Right. You're you're internalizing all of these perceived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm pressures and that just it was too much yeah it's a lot and maybe uh, he felt guilty about his cat if it was euthanized it was probably sick and any, he did. any kind
0: of euthanization you probably feel guilty about he did feel guilty there's some, some more stuff about the cat that i didn't include but like he had he wrote this like two-page letter to his mom after the cat was put down just kind of, like, expressing all of his feelings. And he had talked in that letter about how, like, Romeo had been trying to tell me that he was sick. And, like, I didn't listen. And then it was too late. Mm-hmm. And then my cat had to be put down. Like, he carried a lot of shame and a lot of guilt mm-hmm. about things that, like, may or may not have really even been in his control. Like, sure, well, you could have it's interesting taken,
1: like, because, in a way, he was trying to tell the, the world and his family that he, that he was sick. He was sick. And nobody listened. <sighs> he euthanized mm-hmm.
2: himself. Euthana- I mean, euthanasia by cop. At the end of the day, he kind of did. Mm. Ooh, yeah. well, yeah. We dissected the fuck out of that one. We really Whoa. did.
0: Careful about your relationship with your cat, Lucy. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to go completely off the deep end when Where'd they go. One of them- oh God. Go cuddle your. Cats. Go check on your cats. I gotta go. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, it's always the quiet ones. That means it's Ugh. Ghostface, and definitely not Ray.
0: It's definitely Ghostface. (laughs) She's the murderer of the household for sure.
2: Oh, God. All right. I have to go. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.
0: (laughs) Bye-bye.